Welcome, everybody. I'm so glad you could all join us here at Shepherd's Gate. I am incredibly grateful for this church that has welcomed me so openly. Uh, through all the crazy things I've had to do, like living in the house out front, getting kicked out, having to move in with friends, getting an apartment, I've had so much transition, but I love this church family. They've taken great care of me, and I'm really, really thankful to be here. And I'm excited today. I get to share with you all a little bit about me. But first, I just have to say, welcome to everyone online, and hi, Mom, hi, Dad, look, I'm on TV. <laughs> I just had to do it. It's my only opportunity probably ever. So... Uh, <laughs> I'm sharing a little bit about me, but I wanna do it through the right lens. And so I'm gonna be sharing about times that I've seen God's love work in my life. And I have three different types of love that I've seen as I look back on my life. And I've seen, skip to slide, go back, there we go. Uh, God's encasing love, God's embracing love, and God's embodied love. And I'll explain a little bit more what I mean by those as I go through it. But I think that as I explain how I've seen those, that many of you might see that you've also experienced these same kinds of love in your own lives. So I encourage you to, to continue to be reflective throughout today and to continue to give thanks to God for things that you've experienced in your life as I go through this. But as every good story starts, I was born. I was born on December 26, 1999, day after Christmas. I was a couple weeks late, so I'm sure my mom can always share stories about how that went. But uh, I was baptized less than a month later on January 21st in 2000 at St. John's Lutheran Church in Adrian, Michigan, which is the church that actually spent the first 18 years of my life uh, going to other churches on vacations and things, but that was really my church home. And I really felt that it was a place that I was loved by. It was a wonderful community. I still love getting back and going to St. John's when I'm able to. But uh, more close to home was my family. Uh, this is my parents and my brother and myself. Uh, this was back in 2013, so that's why the beard's not there. Uh, couldn't, didn't quite come in yet. But my parents were awesome, and they really taught me a lot. So much so that I didn't even realize some of the things I had learned from them until I got out here on my own and I started to realize I knew how to do things that I'd never done before. And I was like, whoa, I actually picked that up from my parents. Uh, I'm incredibly grateful for the love that they showered on me over the years. And I never had a super solid concept of immediate versus extended family growing up either. I knew that these were my parents and that was my brother and they were the people I lived but then I had this extended family that I spent a lot of time with. And so this next picture, just wanna say, I know it seems small. There's not a lot of people in it. Bear in mind, this is only my dad's side of the family and not everyone can make it for this event, all right? So this is my dad's side of the family. So you can see me kind of standing off to the side. I didn't realize how far away I was until I saw the pictures later, but... Um, this is uh, more recent. This was taken last year at my grandpa's 90th birthday celebration. And you can see all the little ones who, uh, those are my cousin's kids now, uh, who I get the joy of being the fun cousin who gets to run around and play with the kids still because I'm kind of like the awkward age in between my cousins and their kids. Uh, but th I love my family and I know that they love me. And as I said, this is not even all of them. There were several who couldn't make it to this. And uh, they were just truly, truly wonderful. And I knew every moment that I was surrounded by people who loved me. 
and people who taught me about God and about what Jesus did for us. And these people were often my babysitters too, as my cousins were older. And so I spent a lot of time with family. And my aunt is kind of a, a, a special person in that she would invite people into her family like they belonged there. And so I grew up thinking that family friends were cousins and didn't realize until like middle school that, oh, they're just a friend who was always there. Um, and I just love that part of my family and the way that we were so welcoming to everybody all the time. And when I think back on this, I really resonate with a verse from 1 John. And it says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. And the reason I bring this verse up is because Everywhere I turned, having such a big family and having a church family I was very involved with, I saw love. And that's why I say that my early childhood really was a time I experienced encasing love. The word encasing means to be completely surrounded, to have something on all sides. I felt like I was surrounded by God's love so that anywhere I looked, I was confronted with his love and his mercy for us. And I know that my family was a huge, huge part in showing that to me. And this feeling of being surrounded by love never fully went away. There were times when I might have doubted it or I made my parents mad or did something I really shouldn't have. Uh, but this feeling was always something I knew was still there. I knew I was surrounded by my family and their love for me. And then I got into you know, middle school and high school and I made myself really busy. I played soccer. Uh, this is my senior year soccer team. I'm over there kneeling down, my finger up, uh, a few over from the coach with the beard. I think I might be the only one with the beard. Uh, but this was my senior year soccer team. We had finally won a tournament after four years of being in the same one and losing every year. Uh, and this was a really special team to me because 13 members of this team were seniors. And so these were guys that I've been playing soccer with since middle school. And we all got to share one final season together before we all graduated from high school. And that was a really cool thing for me. But I also did something a, a little bit different. I did show choir. Um, I don't know how many of you would have pegged me for a show choir guy, but there's me in the middle doing a little shuffle. Uh, but... Uh, I loved show choir. I did four years of show choir. Uh, it was something I would never would have thought of, except my brother did it. And I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot. Um, and I, I fell in love with it. It truly was a wonderful experience. Uh, any of you high schoolers out there or junior hires, I encourage you, try show choir. You won't regret it. Um, but it was, those were the really, really fun things that I got to do in high school. But I can't say that everything in my high school experience was fun. And I don't say this all to, to bring the mood down, but because I can share the glory of God through it. My high school experience kind of took a turn around my sophomore year when I was in a relationship that ended very badly. And she decided, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make Zane's life, life miserable for the next two years. And she was pretty good at it. So my junior year and senior year, I saw myself go from somewhat popular, kind of knew everybody, to I'd rather not talk to just about anybody at this school. 
And it was hard, but it was also a time that I felt my life kind of take a turn, where I started to reconnect with my faith more. And part of that came through people that God put in my life who showed me love. And I had a, a youth leader who kind of took me under his wing. And uh, at the time, I would have told you that I hate hugs. But he loved them. And so he would always talk about how he wished that we would give him more hugs. Because he, th he thought that it made people feel loved. So to show him my appreciation, I hug him more. And now I love hugs. So if you want a hug later, sure. We can... <laughs> I love hugs. I love hugs all the time. But it was also during this time that I fell in love with the book of Psalms. And I started to read through them one at a time on my lunch breaks at school because I wasn't really sitting with anybody anymore. And I came across Psalm 143, and it really resonated with me. And I've always kind of remembered reading this psalm in the cafeteria. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Hide not your face from me lest I be like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. I was in a spot that I was saying, God, answer me quickly, because this looks like it sucks. And people would say that cliche phrase that please don't tell high schoolers this. These are going to be the best four years of your life. Woo. Someone's trying to make my life miserable. This is as good as it gets. But I knew that God loved me. And I knew every day through people reminding me that his love was always going to be there for me. And that's really why I look at this time in my life and I go, this is when I experience God's embracing love. The word embrace means to be held by somebody. And so when I was learning to love hugs and when I was learning what it meant to be loved by God in your lowest point, I was being held by God through every moment. And I was being held by other people too. I was surrounded with people that God put in my life to hold me close and say, you are loved. Some of those were in my youth group. This was my youth group, and my parents were on this trip with me. You can see them in the back, as well as me crouching in the front. They've put a tall person up front, so I had to crouch down a bit, but I'm wearing a bucket hat and just kind of crouching behind my friends Molly and Becca there. Uh, but these people were my closest friends in high school. I mean, I loved Wednesday night youth group, going, playing games, hanging out, and could not get enough of spending time with these people. But I also had two other friends who are still two of my dearest friends, and that's Simon and Hannah. Uh, Simon and I got to celebrate with Hannah as she got married in October this year, so uh, that was a wonderful, wonderful time. But this picture was actually, while I was living in the White House out front last year, we went to the aquarium together. Uh, they are still two of my closest friends who I confide everything in. I truly trust these people with my lives. And they were placed strategically by God to be there in the lowest of points in my life. And they have, Hannah has been one of my best friends for a 10 years now. And I would not trade any of those years for anything. God really put her there to help lift me up. And they got me through high school. 
and I was reignited in my passion for ministry. And so I decided to go to Concordia, Ann Arbor, and study to be a youth minister. Convenient that I'm here now doing just that. Uh, And I got a degree in family life education with a minor in youth ministry. And I also met some of my favorite people in the world. These three guys are brothers to me now. Uh, You see on my right up there is Micah. He was my freshman roommate randomly assigned. Turns out I knew him before we went there, but we both forgot each other. Uh, So uh, we re-remember each other now, and we're very close friends. And then my friends Logan and Sean, uh, these guys were were truly my brothers. And we ended up living together after our freshman year and spending pretty much every moment together. Um, And as we would do everything together, I started to see a different kind of love in them. I saw how they just wanted to serve. And it was something I'd experienced in people before, but not a lot of people my own age. And I would see them step up and go, if I came up with a project I wanted to do to help people, it wasn't, oh, how are you gonna do it? It was, oh, how can we help? And everything that we did, we would go serve. We went on a 24-hour mission trip, like, a month into our freshman year, and it was just a fantastic experience. Of We barely even knew each other, but we got to know each other better through that experience and really became so close. I love every moment I got to spend with them. And they remind me of a verse from Galatians chapter 5, a couple of verses. It says, For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. As I watched these guys, I could tell that they just loved people. And that we were always doing things, inviting people from all across campus and be like, we're going to play board games. Anybody can come. Uh, Or just random things that we could just be in people's lives. And we spent long nights debating theology because that's the theology nerds that we are and just had these deep, deep conversations. And we were able to share the hardships and the beautiful things of life together. And I, again, I wouldn't trade a moment of that for anything because these guys really showed me what it meant to live the way that Christ calls us to live. I was starting to, you know, remember all the things I was taught in Sunday school and I, and I was seeing how God's word could work into my life, but they showed me how to act it out. And that's why I say this is when I saw God's embodied love. The word embodied means to take something and make a physical representation of it, something that you can touch. And these guys really showed me what it meant to be an embodiment of Christ in our world. And no, I don't think they're perfect people. In fact, I know they're not perfect people. I lived with them for a couple of years. Uh, But they were truly wonderful people that showed me what this meant, what it meant to be to live as an embodiment of Christ. And through that, our group grew. Uh, it, It was one of the amazing things of college is that every year it was like there was somebody new that they just kind of 
brought with them to an event and were just like, yeah, this is so-and-so. And I was like, oh, hello, welcome to the group. And that was pretty much how it went for us. There was always somebody coming and going and we just had so many people that I was going through all the pictures people were sending me of our group and we never got a single photo with all of us because it was never capable of getting that many people in one spot at one time. It was really, really an awesome thing. And it was these people as well who got to pray with me during a really hard time at the end of my college career. We're getting into May on my last semester on campus and I had to go to my friends and say, I don't have an internship. I have nowhere to go. Exams are in two weeks and once they're done, I have to have a six month internship or else I can't graduate. And no churches had interviewed me. And they prayed with me and they checked in with me every day and made sure that I was doing okay as I looked at what's my life gonna look like while I wait for an internship to come along. And lo and behold, about a week later, I get a phone call from my advisor who says, there's this church in Shelby Township called Shepherd's Gate. They'd be interested in interviewing you for an internship. So I got on a Zoom call with Ben and Pastor Tim and, and talked about what that could look like and they offered me an internship here. And I did some research into Shepherd's Gate and I really loved our mission statement here. We exist to impact the world with the love of Jesus to really make a difference. And I loved that, that statement of we exist to impact the world with the love of Jesus because I felt like it was a reflection of what Jesus calls us to and very, very clearly stated. And I also really love the vision that we've cast on how we can accomplish that. We will value everyone we meet, we will influence everywhere we go, and we will live generously with everything we have. The, the mission and vision of our church is truly amazing because it follows along with everything that I've learned and also just seeing people live passionate and generous lives, I feel like this mission so clearly states what they're trying to accomplish. And it falls in line with this verse from 1 John. We love because he first loved us. Amen. It doesn't matter how loving we are unless we remember what Christ did for us first. That Christ went to the cross and died and he rose again so that we could be cleansed of every sin. So that we could live freely. So that we could serve him and share his love with the world. And it's that amazing love of Christ makes everything that we have ever done wrong or that we ever will do wrong and wipes it clean. And that's the love that we are called to share. We're not just called to go and serve people. I mean, we are, but what's the point if we don't first remember Christ? So as we head into a season of Thanksgiving and a day that we sit around the table and we get to talk about all the wonderful blessings that God has given us, I wanna challenge you not just to, to celebrate those things because it is good to celebrate what God's done. And we should celebrate together. We should praise God for everything that he's done in our lives. But I wanna challenge you 
are we living as embodiments of Christ? Or are we just talk about it at church and then go about our week? I want to challenge you to think about this question, to answer it. And maybe you answer it and you realize the answer is no. And you need to change your answer. You need to, to step out and to really show Christ's love to the world around you. Because thanksgiving to God is not just about remembering what he has done, but it's also about letting us be his light to show other people what he's done for them and what he will continue to do for them every day of their lives. Will you guys pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful church. Thank you for everybody in this room, everybody watching online, that I got to share my story with them. Just a little snapshot of who I am, Lord. Thank you for all the wonderful blessings that you've given me and that you've given everyone else. I pray that everyone can reflect on these and give you praise for what you've done in their lives. But also, Lord, I pray that we can be the people who move in such a way that, that people see you through us, Lord, and that your church can be a beacon of hope into our world. In your heavenly name we pray. Amen.